Hi, I'm Ernest from TechChill and you are listening to TechChill Podcast. Here we share news and interviews from our various events and speak with changemakers from different fields. Today my guest is Zane Boyar, head of marketing at Startup Wise Guys, the accelerator based in Baltic states. In our conversation we talk about Startup Wise Guys, the history, the future, their locations and plans. We also touch on Baltic startup report, startups in the Baltics and particularly the differences between them across the countries, the focus, the verticalities. And then we switch a bit gears and talk about the mental health. And also, she talks about one single overlooked advice startups at any stage forget. So, I hope you will enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Let's start with the classic. Tell a bit about yourself and your background. For those of you who don't know, and I hope many do know, Startup Wise Guys is probably the oldest accelerator in the Baltics and one of the most experienced ones in uh, in the whole Europe, especially if you look at the B2B uh, segment. So I think if we count this like good eight years, we've been accelerating uh, startups and uh, making them, uh, making techie founders uh, great entrepreneurs. And that's what we still do, uh, running uh, three-month programs, selecting startups from all over the world. And currently, we have uh, a booming number of... I actually I haven't counted the newest numbers. I think we are above 165 uh, portfolio startups already from 40 countries. So that's, that's, the, that's the accelerator part. And you? So I'm the marketing person at Startup Wise Guys, or Wise Girls, as I like to like to have the gender bias there. Uh, I, I have uh, had an entrepreneurial experience myself. I'm a social entrepreneur in my heart, um, but right now being the voice, voice um, behind Startup Wise Guys when needed. So how many locations uh, Wise Guys has? Uh, we're located in all three Baltic capitals, so three. Uh, however, we do have projects that are also outside of, uh, of the Baltics, uh, uh, something coming up in Balkans, and we're doing things in Georgia. So in other ecosystems that are still, I would say, emerging if you compare them with the Baltics. What's the comparison? How we differ from uh, those regions? There is a lot of uh, um, things you can compare. And I think one thing, talk to whomever you want from a big country. If you ask them why they like startups from Baltics or just the, the mindset here, it is the global thinking from day one. Just because the market is so bloody small, there's very little you can do locally. Uh, and uh, for example, some Polish investors always say like, we just like you guys because you're not talking about how you're going to conquer the Latvian market and then you're going to scale. So you're instantly thinking about where where do you gonna, where are you going to go? Is it US? Is it Europe? Is it Asia? Whatever. Uh, I think also the maturity of ecosystem is definitely something that is striking when you, especially Startup Wise Guys is born in Estonia, and I think Estonia maybe is like five years ahead of Latvia and Lithuania. That's my humble opinion uh, in terms of the tech and startup scene, um, especially maturity of it in terms of business angel movements on the, on the investment rounds and, and uh, the, the size and scale of the startups. Um you forget, you forget you're in a bubble and then you go to Georgia and you're like, okay, we're maybe further ahead from other, from other regions. Uh, I hope they don't hate me for saying that, but I think it's objective uh, that in some, uh, some areas, either the sometimes as sim- simple and silly as Wi-Fi connection is simply just not that great. Uh, sometimes it's the mindset uh, about uh, uh, either the understanding of the 
investment and, and, and start startup investor startup relationships uh, uh, sometimes it's about how to conquer the market how to think from the cons- consumer point of view so there's lots but I would say the the global thinking and also <clears throat> I think we are very lucky with uh, especially in Estonia with uh, business angels who are tech entrepreneurs themselves it's a big big difference if you look at the markets where where maybe the investor is just I don't know a real estate <laughs> a real estate uh, business guy and then he has no clue how the tech company kind of how it develops and why why uh, the particular number is needed as an investment and so on you recently published the Baltic startup report That's what great. it is all about Oof. <laughs> you know, when you finish a big like half a year project, you don't want to talk about it for a while. So that's me right now. I have been the person behind it from the wise guy's side. Uh, so yeah, it's the second time, uh, second year in a row we have done it. Uh, and actually the thinking behind it was very simple. As we run programs in all three Baltic countries, we're actually the only ones doing Pan-Baltic, we realized that each country has good reports on its own. So there's a lot of data available, but nobody looks at the region um, as a whole. And I think for investors who are further away, well, they usually are like they come here and they're already curious for the whole region. So they're not like, oh, well, most come to, okay, I'm going to go to Lithuania for fintech, or I'm going to come to Latvia for deep tech, or I'm going to go to Estonia just because they're so sexy and have a residency. <laughs> I mean, I'm joking. But uh, but yeah, uh, the we see that especially for those who are further away and outside of our ecosystem, the moment you talk about the Baltic numbers, you can really spark the interest. And then the co- the countries are so close, right? Like four hours bus, comfortable bus ride, and you get from Riga to Tallinn or from Riga to Vilnius, and the ecosystems are there. And, uh, and it's great to see that that's actually working. So we have some people who have not even been in, to the Baltics who have read the report, and they're like... I want to visit that place. So that's kind of the background of it. Uh, but in reality, uh, the report is uh, this year more than 70 pages of basically all things you should know about Baltics. Uh, some biggest deals, investment numbers, historical and current number of startups, startup visas. Uh, but I'm particularly proud of, and I think it's uh, it's one of the hidden hidden treasures of this report, we have put seven startups to watch lists, so seven verticals uh, with the startups from all over Baltics. And this year we made a promise to ourselves to give spotlight to the ones who are maybe not all over the news. So we ex- excluded unicorns and we excluded some super super well-known startups, although we mentioned them, uh, and we were particularly trying to look for the hidden uh, hidden treasures, asking investors, whom, whom do they know? Who's building something in a garage? You touched a bit on the differences between Baltic states. So what are the differences? Do we have differences? Like from uh, the, the types of companies? Of course, there are differences. I think the, the striking thing that, I, uh, that we saw comparing the reports. So one that we did last year that was for a period of 2017 and 19, and this one was for 2018, the second part. And 2019 is the speed in which Lithuania is really moving right now. It's impressive. Uh, if you look kind of how the investment numbers, for example, are jumping, and then they have... Quantity? Like both volumes and quantity. Yes. Uh, if you look, for example, the jump since 2017 in investment, I do not remember the absolute numbers, but it was 700% jump. 
So it's yeah, like but there's always one outlier or something. Yeah, well, in this case, it's City City B uh, City B Investment Round has impacted those numbers, and it's a, it's a, as it is parent company who has invested in. So it's it's a bit of question: Do you take it in or not? But still, even if you take out this deal, which was I think 110 uh, 10 million, million yeah. more likely. Yeah, yes. million. Yeah, yeah, I was like, it kept me thinking, but yeah. So, so yeah, if you, even if you take it out, they're still ahead of Latvia and it wasn't the case before. So I think the, and also um, the startup visas, for example, Latvia and Lithuania launched more or less kind of activated the program, I would say, like that at the same time. But Lithuanians have uh, have put, uh, I would say, serious efforts in, 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 in promoting it. And so, yeah. And of course, in their case, it's this very strong... Uh, strategic focus on on fintech and actually Estonia has had cybersecurity as as their kind of like core focus uh, if you look at the startup segment i wouldn't say it is that clear uh, because you do have like for example there's a lot of fintech activity in latvia and in lithuania and at the end of the day also in estonia so i don't think that i think it's more the the governmental kind of like it's a it's a state strategy uh, I would say a little bit more than maybe the reality if you look at startups to watch list for example uh, could it be that it's uh, the like the government wants that we would be this focus this direction uh, well <laughs> I, I as as kind of like a startup outsider of the political area of this like I would say yeah I think that the Lithuania had like Cut off. I mean, they have done a good job in 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 promoting themselves as the fintech hub. And for example, in their case, I would see rather that there are large fintech companies curious about the market, establishing their um, their offices, for example, rather than actually being like super high impressive volume of fintech startups uh, but on the other hand some of the legislation that they have done according to that has really brought uh, fruits and i think the same if you look at uh, uh, estonia we have had uh, already i think it's like second year in a row uh, having a collaboration ourselves with startup estonia who have even a dedicated person for cybersecurity sector and of course that if you have a person behind it if you have a strategy which says hey this is important for us and you ha- kind of have this network how it all clicks together you have ministry of defense joining in you have association right of of defense industry experts joining in and then you plug in an accelerator no surprise if you look at cybersecurity startups to watch majority are from estonia however most of not most but half of those are foreign uh, foreign founders for example from turkey mm-hmm. uh, who have decided to establish their company and some of them even ha- still have an office in estonia so I would say that that definitely pays off and, and you can just say, hey, <laughs> good job. Nice, good job. Any verticality, vertical we have here in Latvia? Yeah, I, th- I think that the, whenever somebody asks me about kind of where do I see being Latvian, where do I see our strength? And uh, I would say I definitely see it in science, tech, med tech and deep tech. So anything that, and this is where I laugh about the hard working. I think we really have, and sometimes maybe underestimate the very good uh, academic traditions uh, that we have had. Even in the Soviet times, the people don't like to remember, <laughs> maybe it's such a positive note, but uh, it has left a heritage. I think the scientific sec- uh, sector kind of is is very strong. I think there's still place for for improvement and even though it's not our focus uh, per se but uh, we also even our in, even in our portfolio have some companies that are heavy in kind of be it robotics be it uh, be it uh, medtech right so and i think what we have noticed maybe not the trend that much anymore but there used to be a lot of vr uh, virtual reality activity and also drones 
there was at one point there was like five drone startups at the same time coming from Latvia and you're like okay that's actually I think we had in an, in the article in the previous report not this one but the previous one yeah some of them has I think have died out so well oh, hardware well. is hard as I hardware, like to say yeah, hardware is hard that's uh, your competitors build it does that Yeah, and I think they're also moving uh, way more uh, more and more into software. I think but it's it's kind of I think the hardware and and also anything that is deep tech is just the funding uh, funding also requirements for yeah, a startups like, very different. It's not like having uh, friends and family around. It's <laughs> always something with millions or hundreds of thousands just to have some small prototype yeah product market fit mm. yeah that's uh that's a trend that's a trend yeah but i th- I think there's i i'm almost like i would say that i'm i'm hoping that there will be a kind of state level strategy as well for latvia saying hey this is our direction for startups because when we're we're touring around and we have just started the recruiting well starting it in 2020 the activity of it uh and we were going to have a batch <laughs> so so then we always we are always thinking well how can we advertise the advertise the country and how can we say if you come here well what are the benefits right so i have this uh, bluebird friend <laughs> and it it has whispered in my ear that there may or may not be some support for next year for particularly commercializing stuff what's hidden in uh, different kind of science institutes and facilities So that's that's on the way. That's good. That's good. So what's next for the Star Wise guys? Where are you up? Uh what's happening? So right now we are we're on Christmas break. This like it's like so intense that we have right now told the startups okay, like take the time off, work on your strategy, work on the things and and we uh we restart the two current batches in January. We also need to break a little bit. It's very intense to live with startups three months in a row. Uh, so we have uh, right now no batches in uh, in Riga, uh, but we do have in Vilnius. Uh, we have the third fintech program. Uh, also, again, very happy to have support by uh, Swedbank, which is nice because we had the first two fintech batches here in Riga, and now it has crossed the border. So it means that that model works, and I think it's a good corporate innovation case as well. Uh, in uh, Tallinn, we are running uh, B2B SaaS, uh, SaaS batch right now, and again on the break. Uh, and, uh, well, actually, all of those startups are coming to TechChill. <laughs> so so that's uh, that's for us, TechChill is a very big uh, big next, uh, next kind of milestone uh, because that's the time when these programs finish. And that's also the time when we invite our investors and mentors to listen to them. So anyone around TechChill, find the, find the wise guys' newest batches. Uh, but the show must go on. So we're launching two new programs in March. I'm as a Latvian, I'm very happy to have finally again back a uh, back a batch in uh, Riga. And that's going to be another one B2B SaaS, so business to business software as a service. So any startup around uh working on something in that area and actually I'm I'm happy after the last event in in Tech Hub we already had some startups uh, coming and saying, "Hey, I want to see if I if I uh if I fit in this." So we're launching it I think mid-March and the selection finishes if I'm not mistaken for one of the batches it's on Valentine's Day. So February, so it's like yeah, before actually you need to apply. And then in Tallinn we're launching the second Cyber North. So we're again going for the cybersecurity. It was a very successful program, uh, even though it comes with a very uh, funny challenge of uh, startup recruiting. Because guess what? None of them has Facebook. <laughs> you're okay, like, yeah, you're like, oops, sense. where do I find them? But um, uh, yeah, so so that's also starting in March uh, and. Um, um, 
very active, actively working on that. And there's a lot of other things uh, going on. So we're keeping ourselves busy. So what would be your uh, Star Wise Guys pitch? Like, what's your offer? Well, I think we are, we have everything that the regular accelerator has has that is money money office sp- space and uh, basically you get extra hundred heads to work on your strategy product and business. Uh, however, I think we have a secret sauce and that is definitely the wise guys mafia feel. So many startups say I came for the money or I came from the wisdom, uh, but I went away not only with a better business but with friendships for life and. I like that part. Uh, that's bold. That's bold. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had Romanians going to India for Indian wedding. So uh, after two years after a batch, so I would say, yeah, yeah, we're nailing it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So what's your concluding notes? What would be your suggestion for the startups in the region? Like your one advice? I will go super simple and I would say something that probably anyone you ask says the same thing but it's the thing and I made that mistake with my business is like talk to the customer like really nothing has changed there because I still see even startups having MRR uh, moving having investments forgetting this and I'm not saying that it's like uh, you should send out occasional feedback forms it's like really like like see how they do stuff, see where the pain is. And and it's like I ignored in my previous business for a year input that people proactively gave and that would have saved probably the business. So don't do that. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I have this uh, in one of my my stuff. It's uh, when in doubt, talk to customer. Yeah. When in doubt. When in doubt, sweat it out is mine. But that's actually the other one. But if I may, if I may <laughs> on the sweat it out note, we see that uh, apart from the business side, please take care of yourselves as persons. Yeah. I do see that that's like, oh man, that's like... Um, mental health. Mental health, mental toughness, even physical I would yeah. say, uh, and uh, we are stressing it more and more during the program. And uh, sometimes we try to kick out the founders who are too late in the office. And sometimes we tell that maybe going for a run or to the gym or actually eating good lunch is a good idea. Uh, funny enough, people get carried away and they forget about those things. But also, yeah, like, I don't know, for some it's meditation, for somebody it's working with a life coach, for somebody it's finding a mentor who's just maybe 20 years more experienced than you are in life, not necessarily in business. Uh, the moment, especially in early stage, if the founder burns out, then the business usually finishes with the burnout, or at least it stalls for a year or so. So I would, apart from customers, really, really stress this. Yeah, every year we cover this topic at Actual also, because, well, without a healthy person, there's rarely a healthy company. Yeah, I was laughing until robots are going to start making startups. We need to care for the person. Yeah, to fill in the gap. Yeah, yeah, so... That's for sure. It's a good a good time for New Year's resolutions, no? <laughs> <laughs> Depending when you when the podcast is out. So either you have already made the resolution or you will. It's uh, never too late to change. Never too I late. I agree. <laughs> so thank you, Zane. And, Thanks. Um, and the same bluebird. <laughs> <laughs> cool. See you at Tech Chill.